0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
1: Hello and welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs return to the practice field on Thursday as they continue preparation for Sunday's huge matchup against the Buffalo Bills in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. We heard from defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo, offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, safety Tyron Matthew, and special teams coordinator Dave Tope. We'll go in that order, starting with Spags, followed by Eric Bieniemy. Then we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll hear from Tyron Matthew and Dave Tope. Here's Steve Spagnuolo. Um...
2: Guys are excited to play. We all are. So, open it up.
1: Let's go first to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam.
2: Hey, Steve. Hi, Sam.
1: Um, obviously aware of the situation with Willie Gay and understanding what you can and can't say, but do you anticipate him playing Sunday and how are you handling that situation?
2: Yeah, I mean, I really don't know, Sam. I'm going to leave that up to Andy. Um, I'm sure he'll address it. But you know, if if this happened in the game and it was an injury, you know, today we just operated that way. But we'll see what happens
1: go next to Matt Derrick. Good, Matt. Hey, Coach. A couple of quick things for you. But um, first off, going back to Sunday night, um, Trevor's Ward spent a lot of the game. and looked like chasing uh, with Clay, Clay, uh, Clay Chase Claypool. Excuse me, number eleven. Number eleven, exactly. Um, you've done that with a couple of times with Ward this year. You know, what is it that he's kind of you know grown and developed? You know, to the point where he can do those kinds of things.
2: Yeah, listen, we got a lot of confidence in all our corners, but uh, Chaverius has done a nice job for us. We just decided to do that in that particular game. You know, every game's been different, um, and I thought he did a nice job with that. I mean, he had a good battle. I, you know, there was a course of the game, Coach Merritt was watching the film after the game, and, you know, they had a little tussle, and then when it ended, you could see that there was a lot of mutual respect between both guys, you know, the kind of t- just toward the end of the game. Uh, so that's good to see good sportsmanship. And I thought that both of those guys battled all night long.
1: And also, you know, going up against Sean McDermott this week, you guys go way back. And, you yeah. know, he told me the other day that he really looks up to you like a big brother. Um, what, what what has Sean kind of meant to you? And what does it mean to you to see him have the success he's had?
2: Yeah, I, I tell you what, uh, Sean and I are very close. I, I love that man. And I'm, I'm so proud of what he's done there. Um, when I had that year, when I was out of it for a little bit, living in Philadelphia, I did go up to visit with Sean and it was great. Three days, um, him, Leslie, a bunch of other guys up there. I get a lot of respect for, um, and we'll battle like brothers do, uh, you know, if we're going to go out on the basketball court, right. We're going to try to win as hard as we can, but really proud of what Sean's done up there. Let's go next to Sarin Petro. Good, ahead, Sarin.
3: And Brad, i follow-up as well. Uh, coach, first of all, I know, you, uh, you, you said uh, you're going to let Andy talk about what's going on with Willie, but he did have kind of a, a text where he seemed to kind of reach out for a little help uh, earlier this year, you know, talking about the mental health side. And there were some comments about, you know, the, it was good that he was reaching out for help. Ha- has has that been an issue here of late? Is there anything you can comment on on just what his overall mental state has been here of late?
2: I, I wasn't aware of what you're talking about this, Um, but I, I tell you, all I can say about Willie is I love working with him. He's been terrific. I mean, I think you guys know he had a baby, and I talked to him about that a lot. Um, You know, hopefully things will work out uh, for the best for everybody.
3: Okay. And then on the football side, uh, Allen's obviously a, a great running quarterback. Um, they've kind of tried to, I don't know, not take that load off them, but incorporate the running backs a lot more than they have. How much more diverse are they? are they? Are they a tougher team to prepare for this time around? Because they seem to have, over the last four or five weeks, really got Singletary involved as
2: well. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that. I mean, they're scary. They have, um, you know, you sit there and say, every time we game plan, we say, who do we have to take away? This particular team, if you put too much attention to one guy, Uh, They got so many other people that can beat you. You bring up a really good point about Allen running the football. I I think that'll just be part of it. I don't think they'll get away from it, but when they've been handing the ball off to 26 and 20 and they're churning out yards, that makes them that much more dangerous. So I think I've said this before. We begin every game plan week meeting with the players with, you got to stop the run first, because if if an offense like this can be two dimensional on first, second, third down, uh, it's going to be a long night for us. So we'll begin there and hopefully Work our way out and have some successful plays.
1: Next to Herbie
4: Tiope. Hello, Herbie. Hey Steve, how are you doing, man?
2: Great, Herb. I
4: want to sort of like uh, dive into what Matt was asking you about ward traveling with, with a with a wide receiver. Two part well, two questions here. The first one, what goes into what you look for cornerback is capable of traveling with their top wide receiver, opponent's top receiver.
2: You know, uh, some of that has been Chavarius coming to us, to be quite honest with you, um, where he's watched film the first couple, three days of the week and feels like he could, you know, match up well against this particular wideout. And we trust him in that. I know Sam and Dave do. We don't always do it um, because when people figure that out, they know they can either go opposite him or come out. So we, we mix it up a little bit. We'll do the same thing in this game. I don't know if we'll have him right or left or whether he'll travel or not. I mean, we'll figure that out on Sunday or people will figure it out on Sunday uh, based on what we do during the week. But we just got a lot of confidence in him. Same in Mike. Uh, you know, when LJ is out there at corner and base, you know, most of the times those guys stay right and left. Um, we'll try to get the best matchups we can.
4: And that leads into the next one. I know I'm not trying to pick it, you know, kind of like what you said, people will figure it out. But how much studying of digs has, has your various word done this week?
2: Well, listen. They all have. I mean, we know number fourteen is a is an issue. But you know, you pay too much attention to him. I mean, Beasley in the slot. You know, and their tight end is really good. Knox is really surfaced. I mean, get Sanders. They got a they got a plethora of guys. I don't know. You know, you commit one guy to a certain guy. What does that do? Does it open up? Those are all the things we have to consider. And you know, because we are a multiple defense, we're going to have different calls. We're not just we don't just play man every down. Um, so you don't always have to do the um, flipping and flopping, but we'll figure it out. Hopefully what Dave and Sam have put together will be something good on Sunday. That's our hope.
1: We're the last two go Pete and then Adam. Go ahead, Pete. Coach, when it comes to Josh Allen, you talked about the, the pass catchers. Just Where do you regard him as a, a runner and just how much more difficult does that make, make this on you?
2: Yeah, we've spent a lot of time, Pete, this week in the couple, three meetings that we've had with how to tackle this quarterback, you don't usually spend that much time talking about tackling the quarterback, but he's big, he's strong. He's got a stiff arm. Um, if you don't get him down with a couple of guys, he has already shown he can break tackles. He extends down. The really, the remarkable thing about him is when it's not a designed run play yet, he decides to run it because it's maybe pass and He pulls it down. He's always looking downfield. Um, and he's got a strong arm he proved that against us the last time we played uh we had when the down got extended and, and he chucked it deep so not only running the football but scrambling and throwing the ball deep are really got to be first concerns for us
1: we'll go last to adam teicher go ahead, Adam.
2: hey steve another um
5: josh allen running question i, I think he was the uh, leading rusher against you guys in that game a couple yeah. months ago what, what just in general what kind of um, complication is that when you face a quarterback who is willing and able to run like he is? What, what, what does that do in your game planning? How, how does that complicate things or not, as the case might
2: be? Yeah, no, two things. I mean, when it's a designed quarterback run, uh, what happens is there's an extra blocker for the offense. Because that's not a guy normally. I mean, the guy normally would be carrying the football, but he's out there blocking for the quarterback. So you have to account for that. And so they're going to have the numbers. If you just do the numbers games, somebody has got to beat a block and win a gap or play two gaps and get off it quick enough to make a tackle. So that's the first thing in the, in the designed quarterback runs in the scrambles, that's going to come to, you know, disciplined pass rush lane integrity. We talk about it all the time Now we got to make a decision on help the coverage, rush three, rush four, rush five, all of that goes into this game planning and, you know we'll be we won't do just one thing we'll do a number of different things but everybody on the defense has to be aware that when they drop back to pass if he turns himself into a scramble and a runner we got to be relentless everybody's needed not one guy can tackle him he can I've seen him juke a bunch of guys uh, he looks like some of our running backs out there sometimes on football and that's what's scary so we'll be uh, all hands on deck and we'll all be aware of it all right. Good afternoon. Hope all is well with everyone.
6: Uh, hopefully everybody's enjoying this cool, crisp weather on a Thursday afternoon. Anyways, it uh, feels good uh, coming away with a victory. I thought our guys did a heck of a job. I thought our guys played uh, extremely well when they needed to be. And um, now it's off to the next opponent and the next journey uh, as we continue to grow. With that said, I'm all ears. Let's go first to Herbie Tiopi. Go ahead, Herbie.
4: Hey, Coach, I hope you're staying warm in there.
6: <laughs> staying real warm and trying to stay out of that bitter cold for now.
4: <laughs> hey, um, Clyde edwards put in a full practice yesterday, Um, his first full practice, I believe, since week 16. How did it look to you, and then is he trending in the right direction
6: to make his return to the lineup this weekend? You know what, Herbie? First of all, Clyde is going to do everything he can to make sure that he can get out there, That uh, let the proper people take care of that, Make sure the training staff uh, uh is handling all that. And I think if if it goes well, he'll do whatever he can to to help us if that's the case. So when it's all said and done with, the training room will take care of that. <laughs> Go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey Eric. Um, wanna ask now, about Jer- Good, good, thanks. Uh cool and crisp.
5: I like that um uh, that description here. Uh but um uh Jerick McKinnon, um He obviously gave you a lot last week. Why wasn't he more part of things earlier in the season? I know you have two other backs or three other backs you really like, but why wasn't he
6: more a part of things earlier in the season? And Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Well, you know, I thought Jarek did a heck of a job when he came in. He's the only thing that Jarek does is just work. And he's been the, the ultimate and consistent professional since he's been in this league. And Obviously, uh, Clyde and, and, and Daryl were doing a heck of a job. And so it's unfortunate that a kid like that gets buried in the, uh, in the depth chart. But one thing he continues to do, he continues to grind, he continues to work. And so when those opportunities are presented, he finds the way to make sure that he can you know, uh, maximize it and make it the most for him. And so I thought he, he did a heck of a job last week. I think Coach Greg Lewis is doing a heck of a job because obviously there is some talent in that room. But on top of that, he's doing a great job of just managing the people that are in there because those guys know when it's all said and done with, only one person can be out there on the field at one particular time. But on top of that, they also understand how much value they can bring if they're contributing on special teams and doing other things to help us to win.
5: Yeah, and do you um, you feel like he gives you something that maybe blacks don't? Is there Andy always talks about different flavors from your?
6: there a flavor for him that, that, he, that he does when he's in there? You know what? I think everybody brings a little bit something to, different to the table. And obviously, Jarek has a juice. And just like Clyde and just like DG and just like Daryl and just like Burton, I think all of them brings a little bit of something. And I think they all have helped us to get to this point. Now, one thing I would love for us to, to, to have is all of them healthy at one particular time. Let's <laughs> Go next to Nick Jacobs. Good, Nick.
7: Eric, I'm curious for you, if you do get the opportunity to be in a head coach, what do you feel you'll bring to the table? <laughs>
6: well, first of all, I, I appreciate the question, and, and and I just want to say this. I think I would bring a lot to the table, but at this particular time, the only thing I'm thinking about is what are we going to do to take care of Buffalo? And I think that's the most important thing. I don't want to sidetrack uh, anything from what we're trying to accomplish and what we're working on this week. But I appreciate the question, and uh, I'm grateful to be uh, thought of in that particular light. But my job right now is to make sure we stay focused, all right, and we start focusing on what's important. And the only thing that's important is making sure that our guys are ready for practice tomorrow.
1: Good go next to Pete Sweeney uh Patrick Mahomes had the, the five touchdowns in ten thirty, and it's it just unprecedented in, in, the, in the league. When you watched back, what do you think maybe
6: made him click into, into that zone um, and was able to do that? You know what? I thought Pat played a, a heck of a game. I thought he took what was given to him. I thought our guys just played hard and they played fast. I thought the old line did a heck of a job up front. Our guys found, found ways to get open. Um, I just thought that in that particular game, we just found our rhythm. You know, we started off a little slow, but guys just started understanding, hey, you know what, let's stop pressing. Let's relax and let's go play. And I thought Pat just did a heck of a job of just taking what was given. He was patient, and he made things happen when he needed to. Let's go next to Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren.
8: Hey, Coach. I uh, uh, hope all is well with you. Uh, sticking sticking to the football field, with, with, with what happened in week five against the Bills, uh, that 38 to 20 loss and what you saw last Saturday with the bills and uh, against the Patriots and Leslie Frazier's defense outside of the turnovers, which is obvious, what changes did, uh, what improvements do you feel that the offense is going to need the second go around against the bills?
6: Well, we have to go out there and play an assignment sound football game. We have to go out and just like I talked to the guys each and every week, it's about executing the great the attention to details, all right? But being great at it. But on top of that, making sure that we're not taking the little things for granted, okay? Sometimes when you do have success, sometimes those little things can be taken for granted. We have to value each and every moment that we have at this particular time. Guys got to take the work home and study. And then when we're out there, we have to play hard, but more importantly, play for each other by being accountable. So those are the things that are important. You know, if we're doing all those little things, the rest will take care of itself, you know? doing that I like our chances got time for a couple more we'll go Olivia and then Nate go ahead Olivia there
2: we go thank you coach uh just curious what you attribute the slow start to last Sunday and how you prevent
3: that against the defense that's not gonna let you forget it easily
6: (laughs) I mean there's a number of things uh these guys have been together for the most part for a long time we've had some players that have been here for a number of years and these guys they're winners you know what I mean? They're, they're professionals and they want to go out and be their best at all times. And sometimes you can attribute that to just pressing, trying to do too much. But on top of that, sometimes we just got to give credit where credit is due. You know, Mike Tomlin is, a, is a, a future Hall of Fame coach himself. Those guys came out and played. And They did some things early on in that game that caused us some issues. Now, we had the ability to overcome it and regroup. So I think that our guys just hung in there. They got it together. They just refocused. They relaxed and just went out and played.
7: We'll go last to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Eric, I wanted to ask you about
3: McCole, DeMarcus, and Byron. They all had four or more receptions. Uh, I'm just wondering how much of that was a focus last week and and how encouraging is it to see them all play together well and how necessary is that moving forward?
6: First of all, I think it's very necessary because – The thing is, is that those guys all bring something special to the table because they all have their unique skill set. But the thing that's important is those guys continue to grow. It just goes to show you the depth that they have at that position. But on top of that, it just goes to show you how uh, patient Patrick is being. You know, it's not necessarily going to the number one receiver in a sense, it's progression. He's finding everybody by just being patient in the pocket and making sure that he's going through his progression and finding the open guy. So I attribute that to just just playing complete team football. I'm proud of those guys, but those guys know what was done last week. That's that's a the past. Now it's onward, moving forward, making sure that we're doing everything under the sun to give us a chance to go out and perform at an high, even higher level this coming weekend.
0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S Y L V A N 29.com.
1: You just heard from Steve Spagnolo and Eric Bianami. Now we'll finish things up with Tyron Matthew and Dave Tobe.
5: Hey, Tyron, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Blessed. Good. good. Hey, um, wanted to ask about Josh Allen and his running ability. How does that complicate your job on Sunday night and, and your defensive teammates as well when you're facing a guy like him who who has can't not only run the uh, throw the ball but run it like he is capable of doing And Brad, I'll have a second question
8: as well. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think he's a great athlete. Um, you know, obviously a guy that can make all the throws and, you know, anytime he's using his legs, it seems like, uh, you know, it's to his advantage. So, you know, obviously it adds, you know, extra pressure, you know, on the guys that's covering, um, but it also adds pressure, You know, on the the guys that's rushing them just to stay in their lanes, um, not let him kind of break containment and get into open field. But I think anytime he, you know, decides to tuck and run the ball, uh, you know, we just have to treat him like a running back, uh, treat him like, you know, one of these wide receivers where, you know, all 11 guys, you know, have to pursue, get to the ball. And, you know, uh, I think it's going to be one of those games where, you know, we're going to have to tackle him and we're going to have to tackle him well. Is there anything more deflating as a defensive player to
5: have a, a, a play where you feel like everybody on the defense is doing its job? Maybe the r- pass rushers are, are, are getting after him and you guys are covering well on the back end and, and still the guy gets out and runs for big yards and maybe a first down. Is there any more deflating than that
8: as a defense? Oh, yeah, player? I mean, I mean, obviously, I, you know, anytime that happens, uh, you know, it's pretty deflating, you know, on the defense. But, um, you know, he gets paid, you know, he's going to make his plays. Um, I think this is one of those games that, you know, even when those guys make their plays, you know, we just have to go to the next play. Uh, we can't necessarily dwell on the things that they're doing well. Um, you know, it's all about, you know, what we do and how we respond and react. Let's go next to Harold Coons.
4: Good, Harold.
3: Hey, Ty, I hope you're doing well. Two questions for you. Right. One on, to fill one off. One, the one on is kind of following up with the whole Josh Allen thing, you know, he had some good plays in that week five game. How many lessons did you take from that week five game into now that you feel like the defense has improved upon? Obviously the addition of Melvin and some other guys that has helped you for this matchup
2: you know, and i a follow-up.
8: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, listen, those guys made a lot of plays, you know, back in week five. Um, I, I think, you know, for the most part, it comes back to fundamentals, you know, obviously, you know, tackling, and then um you know a few times on the back end um but we just lost our eyes you know on our man and then he was able to find you know guys downfield so it's a it's a great challenge uh for us to be able to obviously you know stop him from throwing the ball downfield but uh rallying you know to him you know when he breaks containment when he scrambles and, and then the guys that are in coverage just keep your eye on your man uh just try your best to play fundamentally sound uh, i think that'll that'll really help us out uh you know coming into this week
3: and the other question I had for you, obviously, with the Walter Payton Man of the Year winning the challenge, Chiefs Kingdom came out and voted for you. What's that mean to you That for all the people, the fans here in Kansas City to embrace you to, to get that extra money for your foundation?
8: Yeah, man. Uh, listen, man, I'm extremely blessed. Um, really, uh, really thankful, you know, for all the people that really voted for me, especially the people in Kansas City. But, you know, people all around the world that, that, that chipped in and, and really helped out. Um, you know, it means a lot to me. Obviously, you know, you don't really do anything off the field, you know, to, to be recognized or to get awards. Uh, so anytime, you know, people, you know, see that and, and support that, uh, I think is always encouraging, you know, going forward.
4: Thanks for Herbie Go to Herbie Teope. Go, Herbie. Hey, Tyron, how are you?
8: Doing well, yes, sir.
4: Hey, um, to, to follow up on Harold's earlier question. Um, yes, you didn't have Melvin Ingram against the Bills in week five, but you also didn't have Chris Jones and Shavaris Ward. Uh, how will their uh, presence on the field this time around Help the preparations, knowing what they bring. And, and Brad, I'll have a second question.
8: Yeah, I mean, you know, listen. I think when you you add, you talk about three, you know, great players, uh, uh, three great teammates. Uh, you know, guys that you know in our defense, in our scheme, you know that we really rely on. So uh, I, I think having those guys this time around, obviously, those guys excited. You know, we're excited to have them back, and um, just mostly looking forward to, you know, really a great game and you know, for us to, to uh, really be our best, you know, come Sunday night. And last question, Tyron.
4: Locker room, you guys are super tight, and you're one of the, the, the leaders of the team. Have you reached out to Willie Gay and offered any type of encouragement or support for him?
8: I, I have not spoke to Willie yet, no, I haven't.
4: We'll go last to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate.
3: Hey, Tyron, congratulations on winning the fan vote. Um, Thank you. I, I wanted to ask you this because I'm sure it's a rarity, but um, how instructional is it to really understand this offense when you watch a game where they played it in essence, a perfect football on the offensive side?
8: Yeah. You know, honestly, man, you just kind of chalk that game up. Uh, you don't spend too much time watching it. Uh seemed like everything they did uh, worked that way. And, you know, obviously everything the Patriots did kind of backfired. So uh, we have just been digging through the tape, um, you know, obviously, um, you know, trying to go through every game and, and see what those guys do well and what they don't do well. Um, this is a good offense. You know, they throw a lot at you. You know, even watching film sometimes, you can kind of get a headache just trying to pick up on tendencies and stuff like that. So, you know, those guys really got, you know, that going for them. Um, you know, I think it's going to come back to just fundamentals. You know, obviously how well we tackle, how well we communicate. And, you know, I think these kind of games is all about attitude and commitment and you know, uh, how hard are you willing to go? You know, what are you willing to sacrifice to to get the win? So, um, you know, I know uh, our guys will be all in, but, you know, just trying to pick up on these guys on film. Um, they got a lot going on for sure.
1: Hey, Coach, um,
8: late, they're late in the first half. We got one of those
1: rare Tyreek sightings on the pumpkin <laughs> um, that was just an opportunity to try and, you know, get the home run ball. Was there anything special that you were trying to do on that play?
3: Uh, yeah, we're trying to score a touchdown. Uh, It was a situation where uh, long yardage and we went double the gunners. uh, So we feel like anytime we could double the gunners, we feel like we could protect the returner, uh, you know, from a free runner. And so uh, that's a situation where we try to put Tyreek in there. And and it was a good situation. We thought uh, he kicked the ball directionally, got it way out there to the left and Tyreek did get his hand on it. Uh, I think he had had one man to beat. If he would have beat that guy, I think he was gone. So uh, it's always a threat to have you know Tyreek in there, and uh, you know we're we're lucky to have him in there. Thanks to Herbie Tiope.
4: Good, Herbie. Hey coach, good afternoon. On the sticking with the punt returner theme, I know in early December, late November, you made the switch to Mike Hughes. We're back to McCole Hardman, and yeah, I believe you had mentioned you wanted McCole to sit back and observe for a little bit. Now that he's back in that role, what was the biggest takeaway that you think that he took from watching Hughes? And- back in this primary role?
3: Yeah, that's a good question because McColl had his best punt return day that he's, he's had since he's been here. I mean, I know he scored a touchdown in Miami last year, but uh, that that day that he had yesterday, he ran tough. He didn't run out of bounds. Uh, he actually cut back into the field and made some people miss. And and he, he had a desire not to go down. And, and that's what he, you have to have uh, as a punt returner. You have to have courage, you have to have desire not to, not, not to, not to go down and try to make people miss and uh, he ran tough, and and I was really proud of the way he handled uh, the, the the game the whole day. Really, you know, and and eventually, you know, obviously in the second one he got that big, you know, get the forty eight yard return. I mean, that was really really close to me a score. So, uh, we got to keep building on that, and uh, you know, continue on. With, you know, we got a few more games left here. Let's go next
4: to Nick Jacobs. Go ahead, Nick.
7: I'm Brett. I'll have a follow up, uh, Dave. I know the Bills ran a fake punt there against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers earlier in the season. And then going back here. (laughs) And then in your divisional round a couple years ago against the Texans, you guys had some big momentum swings, stopping that fake punt, and then also knocking the ball out on that kick return. In the playoffs here, what are the key points for you guys? And focal points that you have to work on to be the positive momentum swing in a playoff game like this, where it comes down to those key moments.
3: Yeah, yeah. First of all, as far as the, the you know defense of the uh, of the fakes, you have to be always alert. You know, it doesn't matter uh, game to game, every game, but these games are so important that you you don't let something like that happen. Uh, teams might try it. You know, if they get in the situation where you know their backs are to the wall and they got to try to make something happen, teams will be a little bit more risky. Uh, so we just have to keep talking about it and practicing it and practice to be able to stop any kind of thing that they throw at us. Uh, we just have to understand who the eligibles are and how, how they might try to attack us, uh, looking at us. On the other side of it, I mean, we're always trying to make, we're always trying to make plays. We're always trying to create turnovers, uh, you know, trying to knock the ball out, trying to have big hits. Um, and then in the return game, obviously we're trying to, you know, create field position for our offense. And on, on the kickoff side of it, and in the, in, the, in the punt cover side, we're trying to uh, pin them back there for our defense. So. It's all about field position. It's about uh, who doesn't make the mistakes, who doesn't make make the big, uh, uh, huge mistakes in the playoffs. That that are the teams that win. So, uh, you know, we talk about it all the time and and every day, and and we practice it every day.
7: And then with a returner like Isaiah McKenzie, what do you have to account for with that type of speed? Yeah, he's he's dangerous. I mean, we got
3: done. We just watched him today because we worked on kickoff today, and and he's just, uh, you know, he's a guy that can take it to the house at any minute. All of a sudden doesn't have any returns all of a sudden he could shoot out of there and uh he's he's very dangerous and uh, we we have a lot of respect for him as, as a as a punt and kick returner
1: let's go next to adam teicher go ahead adam
5: hey dave um you hey. talked earlier about uh mccall and how it was his best day as a, a punt returner was this building for that i mean could you see that coming and were there things happening
3: in recent weeks that were building up to this or, or, or yeah, I mean, were there yeah. other things involved maybe yeah yeah, you've seen it. You've seen it in practice. Uh, you see his desire to, you know, get out, get a little bit, a few more catches than everybody else. Um, you know, uh, talking to me on the sideline, you know, I, you know, we got a chance here and he's into it, uh, you know, it, and that makes a difference. I mean, he, uh, you'd have to have a burning desire to be here. It's, it's a tough job. That, that punt returner is probably the toughest job, at, you know, in my opinion, on the field besides quarterback. I mean, it is, you know, you got these guys firing down the field at you and you got to catch that ball in the crowd, and, and guys are around you. And If you want to make the big play, you you, you know you have to you have to be a little bit of a risk taker, and you have to be confident. And you know I think his confidence is 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 at a good level right now, and uh, right where we need it to be. You know, uh, with these important games in front of us.